0: Welcome to episode 33 of Sound Pollution. Just a few updates here before I get started into this week's show. If you haven't liked, followed, or subscribed to Sound Pollution on social media and whatever listening platform you use, please do so now. It really does help me out. Also, the Patreon page is up. That is patreon.com forward slash Sound Pollution Podcast. I still have some t-shirts left as well in sizes extra large and 2XL. This week, Behind the Masks should be launching the episode that features me as the special guest. And it was a lot of fun and I really appreciate it. The link to their social media down below. And then of course, once she releases that episode, I'll be sharing it across social media platforms. Tuesday, I'm going to be doing a special live on Insta, YouTube, and Facebook featuring Michael Moody, whose YouTube show I guest emceed for. And we're going to briefly be talking about that as well, probably around 6.37 o'clock at night on Tuesday, Eastern Standard Time. Now, this week's show features Skylar Reed, a talented songwriter and storymaker who is currently writing a musical about life's hard knocks, forgiveness, and a serial killer. He's going to debut two of the songs from the show, discuss his inspiration behind this story arc. Uh, he can be reached via email at skylar1995 at gmail.com. And now, episode 33 featuring Skylar Reed. Finish finals?
1: Um, I did finish finals, yes. Oy. Yeah, I'm very thankful they're done.
0: Are you going to school for music?
1: No, I wish I was going to school for music, but I am not going to school for music. No.
0: <laughs> I did for a second, and then I was like, oh, you're taking the fun out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, that's... I, I think, like, music theory is, like, such an important aspect of creating... Like, you have these incredible prolific songwriters who who really understand theory and how chords modulate and blah 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 and i think i think you really get an incredible understanding of how the music works if you go to music school but i just i, I think the market for musicians is so competitive be able to like bolster my skill enough to be competition in the yeah it, it's like i terrifying. you know, uh, granted, I could spend hours and hours in music school and practicing piano as as my main mode of, like, monetary income, but I don't, I almost don't see the value.
0: Okay, and, I, and a personal question, and this is being recorded, and it may end up in the episode, but is that, speaking of, like, music theory, is that, like, a wheel?
1: The wheel of fifths, yeah. yeah
0: I was like, is that what I'm looking at?
1: Oh, yeah. Very helpful. I think for me that that is where I find the most enjoyment instead of having like an expectation to learn all of the like the nitty gritty mechanics of music. Just being able to go like, huh, that's amazing and kind of like learn it for myself.
0: Right on. So I know we've been chatting for a second, but I'm going to have you just go ahead. and. Go ahead and introduce yourself to my listeners. I stumble on that on every episode. I just need to stop saying it.
1: Oh Yeah, I am. My name is Skylar Reed, and I am a musician uh, based in Seattle.
0: And it looked like the sun's actually out there today.
1: Yeah, it was absolutely (laughs) gorgeous today. It was amazing.
0: Awesome. No rain today.
1: Mm -mm.
2: Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm. About 97% of that is gray rain. And then, like, the 3% of <laughs> when it's sun, people become manic and start running around outside. Like, oh, my God,
2: it's finally here! <laughs> the depression
0: lifted! It's
1: gone, thank God! And then it comes back, and you're like, well, I'm comfortable with this.
0: <laughs> it's okay now. So, Skylar, what got you into music? I'm just um, going to dive right in. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, when I was little, I think, I, I think for maybe most of us, I think my parents were amazing people, and they I, they used to play ACDC and Led Zeppelin and... Yes. You know, like the classic classic rock, and I think we spent so much time listening to uh, 1025 KZOK, which is like a radio station here, and I think from a young age it just... it it was a part of my culture at home. And uh, I grew up really like loving album art, and just, which is weird though, because as a young person, I was really almost oblivious to music. Like it, it was just integrated in such a way where it didn't occur to me that there, I was experiencing music. And I think I really understood the value of music When I got out of eighth grade, I think that first that first summer, the first year of high school, freshman year, was when I realized I was like, oh, there's something incredibly powerful here. And I think that that was the time where I just started to rediscover music as like a a thing that I could connect to life with. It was really it's a really interesting thing. Yeah,
0: it was like you rediscovered it for the first time. Was there a, like a specific type of music that hit you? Was there like a moment?
1: There, there was when I was it was either a freshman or a sophomore. I took there was this guy named Blair Borland who taught at our school, and he there was like we had a music appreciation day, and he had the students bring in the music that they loved and. I I remember really thinking about that, and I think I, for whatever reason at that time, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes by Crosby, Stills, and Nash, I was like,
0: this is who I am. <laughs> You're like, this is the most meaningful thing ever.
2: Exactly.
1: And then it's funny because, you know, to something can mean so much to you. It can be so personal, and someone else can be like, yeah yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, and then you're like and you have no idea how much you hurt me in this moment.
0: Yeah, and your parents were like, You've listened to this song a hundred freaking times. Like now we're getting it.
1: My parents do that all the time. They're like, Wait, What do you mean you don't know about that? I I they were born in like nineteen sixty-three, so <laughs>
0: Right, right. <laughs> right. I think I did something like that, um I believe it was God, watch me just fucking say the wrong name and listeners eat me alive. No, I think it was Maggie May. I want to say Rod Stewart. Please tell me I'm right.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Um, I I was probably about 12, and I ran out to my mom, and I was like, Mom, have you heard this song? (laughs) This is the most coolest song ever. I couldn't have been 12 years old, and my mom was like, that came out when I was your age. And I was like, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I listened to it a hundred times, and then, like, it was one of those, those like, tapes, and yes, I, I'm old enough to remember cassette tapes,
2: Tape. that
0: yeah. just walked away magically. So what got you into actually writing music, though? Because that's different from loving music. That's a whole other level.
1: Mm. <clears throat> um, I think... Well, you know, I think my my parents always appreciated music. I think there was always a lot of, like, gratefulness in the household. But I think I must have been really influenced by the American musical when I was young because my mom would take me to all sorts of, you know, we went to Chicago and Mamma Mia <laughs> and Wicked. And, you, know.
0: you saw Wicked? I still haven't seen Wicked. Sorry. It's, no, it's, it's on my list.
1: <laughs> they're making a movie of it.
0: I know, but I want to see the play. Oh,
1: yeah. Not yet. I, I, want to I, see I think what's really interesting about that is I grew up with this perception that musical theater is gay, and I think that I, I carried that around for a long time. And there was a lot of shame associated with it. And I was like, oh, I like musical theater. That must mean I'm gay. And, oh, you know, boys don't like musical theater. And then I think...
0: Gender oh, roles I, are stupid.
1: They are stupid. I, I can <laughs> see they they can be, like, helpful sometimes. But other times it's like, you know, I like ballet. And someone's like, oh, you fuck you. You like ballet. And you're like, "Yeah, well... What I don't don't get that I don't know why people have to like make make fun of people who enjoy something like what is that
0: (laughs) Yeah, like you don't. I'm not saying you don't. You have to like it, but
1: no, yeah, exactly. So I think I just grew up with um, with loving musicals as well, and I think that I, I just loved. the the talking in the songs and I think I loved the dancing and and these scenes that played out while music was happening and I think Mm -hmm. I always pictured my life like that my life as a musical and at some point I think it just came out, I think at some point it was like, I'm writing a musical, and this is what I'm going to do.
2: <laughs>
0: I love how you sang that. I'm writing a musical. Like, you are, you're writing a musical about writing a musical. Actually, that's a good idea. Yeah, I was say, uh, that's a great idea. <laughs> what was your favorite musical, like, growing up?
1: I got to yeah. say Mamma Mia. I love Mamma Mia so much. It's, it I, is great. It's good, and you're like... Who's the dad? Also, this music is great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like who would have ever thought that all that album music would have gotten turned into a musical, and it was perfect. It was like they did it on purpose.
1: And I think that was a, that's that's got to be some of the biggest inspiration for me because when when I started writing this album, it was it wasn't like a, I set out to write a musical. I think yeah. I wrote one song. I wrote, okay, I wrote the first three songs on the album. I wrote them as this weird trilogy, and then my girlfriend and I started doing this program called The Artist's Way, and it's a it's a 12-step recovery program for artists. And, uh, and because artists, in the book it posits that artists kind of carry around a lot of artistic baggage because of the society in which we live. Talent, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So halfway through that book, I think there was this light from God, and it was just this kind of, ding. and I was like, oh, I'm writing a musical, and it was kind of like a gift, yeah. And it, it the album that I was because originally I was like, I'm gonna write this album and it's gonna have all sorts of music, and then then I realized it it wasn't just an album, but it was a story, and I was like, and working with the relationship of me and the story and, and what it was turning into and what it could become and all the images in my head. And then it kind of, the dam was broken and it just f- started to flood out.
0: <laughs> so why don't you tell us what your musical, the one you're working on, is about?
1: Well, I think, I think at its core, it's a psychedelic journey of a man coming to terms with himself. I think that is the basis of it. And I think... I was talking to my girlfriend about this a couple days ago. I think what's kind of controversial about it, and what, what the story... The, kind of the meat and potatoes of the story is that the, the bottom layer of the musical is about that. Uh, a man realizing himself and mm-hmm. basically forgiving himself. But... The next level up is this man happens to be a serial killer.
0: <laughs> right. That, I mean, because you could do so many things with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and true crime stuff is is incredibly popular, so you couldn't have picked a better time for it. Is it based on a real serial killer or one you made up? I made up. Okay.
1: I think the, the story in which I connect with most is the man trying to forgive himself because,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like... I see myself in this character, but I think what's really interesting is that the, the reason in which he's a serial killer is to really push the boundaries of what people will forgive. And like,
0: interesting.
1: Are you able to see the humanity behind someone, even though they are a monster?
0: Right. I mean, and I, we talked about this briefly before, before we recorded it. Um, we were able to do that with Sweeney Todd, Mm-hmm. But that was like old school. It's set in an older time, so this is a more modern thing. So that's in a society that is really based on laws and a very flawed justice system. Mm-hmm. There's so many things you can do with this. Like it's it's almost unending. Is it does it feel overwhelming as you're, as you're like trying to compile it together because it could go a zillion different ways?
1: I've okay. said it in the 70s, so. Vietnam, you have the the upcoming Reagan administration, you have the, the war on, well, at least starting the war on drugs, or you right. have uh, uh, the kind of uh, fear about psychedelic substances back then, and then you have, I mean, since it's the 70s you have women's rights, you have
0: Oh my gosh, there's so many things.
1: I mean, to, to pick, because I think that's what's interesting, is that People try to develop themselves in a culture in which there's, like you said, a zillion bi- There's atrocities and beautiful things and horrifying things and funny things all happening around us in mass quantities at all points in time. And I think to, to rein a story in about a singular man trying to navigate that is really difficult because... It's like, well, what do I, what do I talk about? So yeah, I, it's it's re- it's been really difficult to like think about the placement of the story and how how it works, how the arc works.
0: So speaking of um, the directions it could go, tell me about growing pains.
1: That's the that's the first song, and I think I I really love that one because I wrote it as a, as a kind of mirror for what was happening in my life and talking about, like, when people have growing pains, when they're growing into their own skin and it's like, it hurts, you know, because like kids go through puberty, for example, it's like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, oh, my, my life is so, so blissful and wonderful and, and there's so much trust and fun and then you hit puberty and all of a sudden it's like. Well, I sound like this, and I feel so sad all the time.
0: Everything's too much.
1: It is, like, way too much. It, it is. It's like a, life is just a perpetual state of puberty.
0: <laughs> it never ends.
1: It doesn't end. But yeah, so I, I wrote that song as, like, a, it sucks, it sucks growing sucks. up, but, I mean, what else are you going to do? D- die, like...
2: you do
0: you do um I actually really like that song so is that like about the main character kind of realizing his his darkness a little bit and kind of like the pain that comes with that on top of like everything else
1: I, I think if anything it's what's interesting about the culture in which we live in or at least my my estimation of the culture in which we live is that we're expected to continuously move forward, Mm -hmm. and I think that Growing Pains is like someone carrying all of this baggage, essentially, like, you know, a lifetime of baggage, and they're expected to pick it up, keep moving, Don't, don't even talk, don't look at it, don't talk about it, and so I think it's kind of like a, it's a very happy song, but it's very funny in the sense of, like, if you imagine, like, a a bunch of people holding these enormous boulders, and they're like, "Well, it's a good day today." And it's like, "Don't pay attention to this boulder I got."
0: <laughs> no, no, there is no man behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> no man behind the curtain. Yeah, uh, yeah that's kind of what I got from it, because it was like at first you're like, "Okay," and then you're kind of listening to the lyrics, and you're like, oh, "Wait a minute." And it's so funny, because it it really pisses me off. I have an anxiety disorder, and I talk about it quite openly, especially on the last couple of episodes. Um, People will say, oh, you'll be OK. Just calm down. And it's like, look, Tammy, uh, dude, let me take a baseball bat to your knee. Oh, you'll be OK. Just walk it off. <laughs> like this... I think we're taught, you know, to just suck it up, put on your big girl panties and keep going and you don't address all this mental health issues. inspired you to write a musical about a serial killer i mean because it's genius by the way
2: i'm not and i'm not just
0: being flattering like it is genius i am obsessed with like law and order and true crime and everything and i but i also love music but with the exception of like we talked about like sweeney todd and stuff like that what was your like oh this is what i'm writing music like what what the hell brought you to that um um, i don't
1: know i honestly don't know. know I couldn't, I mean that's a shitty interview question No, the question's great, my answer is shitty That's okay, it was a
0: shitty question It's No, but you, well you would think that like there was was, You weren't like watching America's Most Wanted and going, huh (laughs) That's
1: an idea there, no I, you know, I don't know I honestly don't know. I don't know.
0: That's it just thing. happened organically. It
1: was. It, it. I honestly. It did. Um. <laughs> I. We were reading that book, and we were at like week, week four, week five through it, and I think it just dawned on me, like a, like some kind of hand of God. It was just like, oh, it's a musical about a serial killer. That's all I got. That's. And that
0: it just happened. Yeah.
1: It just. It just clicked out of, out of the blue.
0: So what's the creative process for writing something like that like?
1: I know that's a big question,
0: like, floated.
1: I'm pleased as a peach you're asking me, because I'm never going to talk to anybody about it. except.
0: <laughs> oh, no, to Yeah, um, I was kind of like, man, is it, like, a dark process? Are you, like, researching serial killers? Like, how do you do this?
1: Well, I, I think um, I am someone who is very narrative-focused, and so mm-hmm. I think to trying to develop a really strong narrative arc in which there is a very definite beginning, innovations through the middle, from the origins, and then there is a resolution at the end. I think, Mm -hmm. to me, the serial killer thing isn't very consequential. I think it just is a flavor. Okay. Um, The process of, of writing that is emergent. I think, as I go forward i have a vision of what's happening in the story and the music kind of starts to accompany that vision
2: okay yeah.
0: so do you want to dish on any part of the storyline without giving too much away i don't want you to give your ideas away because i don't want you to do that
1: okay i, I will i will say that the, the the play is kind of about this man forgiving himself over the course of a lifetime. Um, but i think it's catalyzed by the death of his mom and i think this is where it's kind of a tragic story because i see a lot of really tragic elements of life and i think we we carry around a lot of really really severe tragedy that i uh, isn't allowed to see the light of day and i think that's just a, a part of a part of life and it's, i think it's been a part of my life and so when this child is born, I think there's this, in the very beginning of the musical, there's this big celebration, there's a child, what a, what a beautiful gift we've been given, and I think shortly after that, there's a car crash and his mom dies, and so I think moms are an incredible figure that are supportive and do a lot of good work in our lives. And I think to not have a mom, I think that is something that really can hurt somebody inside. And I think given any other situation in this this guy's life, I think it probably took a really dark twist because his dad didn't handle it really well. He became this kind of bombed out, drunk, who was in denial for most of his life? There's a there's actually a song halfway through the album called Lorraine, and I think the song is about an old car that I used to have. But in the context, nice.
0: yeah, <laughs> you named your car Lorraine. That's perfect. In the context, Time out. What kind of car was it? It
1: was a. It wasn't even cool. It was a C- 2001 CRV. Like
0: <laughs> oh damn it.
1: It was like a. Super it's okay,
0: she Super still needed a name. <laughs>
1: So in the context of the play, I think Lorraine is probably this guy's mom's name. And Because when I sing it, like Skylar, when when I sing it, it's about my car. But if this man were <laughs> to sing it, I think there's an incredibly dark twist that it could take, because yeah. when I sing it, I'm rhapsodizing about this car that I love, but if the father figure sings it, he's kind of rhapsodizing about his dead wife who, to him, may or may not still be <laughs> alive. I think it's ultimately about this the, the the main character forgiving himself for doing what he does, and I think also forgiving his father and forgiving his mother. I think it's just a play about forgiveness.
0: <laughs> so forgiveness, like, for himself, not for other people.
1: I think ultimately he has to forgive himself. I think that is probably the the ultimate quest of any human being is yeah. to forgive themselves. Yeah.
0: Right. So tell me about the song Wendy.
1: Oh, I love I love that song because I think Wendy probably takes place towards the beginning. Wendy is definitely not the real main character. I think Wendy represents the facade of the serial killer. I think he's kind of idolizing these... So, okay, so in the song Wendy, there's a couple of uh, female names I mentioned, and each of those names is a woman in a horror film. And I think when he's singing about these women, he's taking the place of whoever's trying to kill these women. So he's kind of like... I imagine that, like, a teenage girl has, like, pop icon posters. Right. But for him, it's, like, Jack Torrance from The Shining, or, like, <laughs>
0: he's like,
1: oh, I love you so much, you know. And Yeah. I think uh, he's in his element when he's singing that song. He's like, ooh, I'm going to kill these people, and it's going to be great, and I'm singing about it. <laughs>
0: like Buffalo Bill.
1: Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly, yeah. <laughs> hey, baby, watch Self destruct before your eyes. Am I being tricked again by all my pretty lies? Seems like you're good for me. I'll help you. (laughs) Oh, on the
0: don't adoption
2: can
0: Are you looking for people to collaborate on this project with right now?
1: Anybody who is willing to help and thinks it's interesting, please, God, contact me.
0: <laughs> okay, well, what exactly are you looking for? Are you looking, at this point, are you looking for just, like, songwriters and story writers? Or are you actually looking for, like, singers and, and places you could do this at? What, what exactly are you looking
1: for? Well, I think I'm in, right now, I'm in what I'm referring to as the demoing process, but uh, I'm I'm essentially demoing everything out, and what that includes is I will have my my vocal part and my piano part, but, and I'm doing all the arranging as well, like where the guitars and the drums go, and what, where the horns come in, where the harp stops, and all this crazy shit, and uh, I just need musicians, I need help from musicians to help me write parts, because I can play the piano, and I can sing, and I can play a teeny tiny bit of acoustic guitar, but it's like, I can't play bass, I don't even own a bass, <laughs> or like, I've, where are you going to find someone to play French horn without like paying, yeah, that's paying someone awesome. a, a shit ton, you know? <laughs>
0: Now, as far as like the script, so you're just working on like the demoing the music part. Have you have you figured out how you're gonna write the storyline? Are you looking for people to help you with that?
1: Once I get the music, I mm-hmm. will. I will, cause I I have a big director-esque narrative arc. Like I know what roughly the skeleton of the stories, but I undoubtedly need help writing it. I think that's not my forte, and I think someone could really help me craft a really beautiful story.
0: How can people reach you? Uh,
1: reach me as in, like, try to talk to me or my music.
0: Do you have music outside of this? Like, any albums and stuff that you've done? Any EPs?
1: I, I did. I have one EP. I collaborated with uh, a guy named James Wenlock in Seattle, and he and I were this little power duo for four songs called "The Wizard." But um, other than
0: that, nice name. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like it.
1: Yes, it was pretty dope EP. But uh, other than that, no. I got it.
0: Okay, so how can they get to your music?
1: I am I am on SoundCloud. I think if you do <laughs> soundcloud.com/skylar
0: uh soundcloud.com slash skylar s-k-y-e-l-a-r dash r-e-e-d yes
1: yes
0: okay where else is your music at
1: uh that's it also in my brain also in your-
0: <laughs> all right now if people want to reach out to collaborate with you on this project or other projects because you never know who's going to hear what how could they reach you? Because obviously you're not going to want to give out a phone number. That would be that would be all bad. Please don't do that.
1: I can be reached at my email, uh, which is Skyler S K Y E L A R one nine nine five at gmail.com. So Skyler nineteen ninety five at gmail com.
0: And what about social media? Do you use any social media other than SoundCloud? I have not
1: yet taken a foray into the world of the internet. I used to... Have don't, this,
0: do it. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I
1: don't. No. I, I, don't, I don't. Don't. I won't. <laughs> Thank you for having <laughs> me. This was a- awesome.
0: It was. It was so much fun. Thank you for sharing your music. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sound Pollution. Please share, share, share. The more shares, the more like, follows, and subscribes, the better this podcast does, and it helps me keep making more shows for you and introducing you to really cool music. Also, do not forget to go down below and find the the behind-the-mask information so you can listen to that podcast that I was a guest on once it airs, also, Tuesday, there is going to be a live with me and Mr. Moody regarding the YouTube show I emceed for. So make sure that you like, follow, and subscribe to Sound Pollution so you can kind of keep up with what's going on. Again, if you wanted to reach Skylar regarding helping him write music for this musical that he is working on, that is Skylar1995 at gmail.com. That will also be down below. I want to thank you again for listening. And remember, be kind, and make some noise.